Welcome everybody to another episode. I swear to God, one of these days we're gonna fix that. Yeah, we're gonna fix that. Uh, okay. Well, before I forget, uh, and and sorry, those of you listening, this is kind of a partaking in what we were talking about just before we started this episode. But uh, I wanted to bring up uh, <laughs> an old classic. Let's say uh, there there was a, a, a movie. Um, uh, featuring a Val Kilmer, a young Val Kilmer. I was like, a Val Kilmer? I, I only know the Val Kilmer. Well, he is the Val Kilmer, but he is the young a Val uh, Kilmer. Got it, got it. And so uh, it was a movie called Real Genius. And compliant to what you were talking about, my friend, he had Real Genius was a great movie. You haven't watched it? Guarantee you won't be disappointed. Strangest shit. It almost feels like a John Hughes kind of movie. Uh, just fully elapsed in like the, like the character developments and stuff. Like, like it's just a, a lot of good characters, a lot of good development. Um, and it was a movie of its time. Well, uh, and there was a lot of geniuses, and Val Kilmer was one of them. He was like the top notch. He was representative of that kind of genius that went beyond the point of nerd to cool guy nerd from back in those days a very rare scenario where uh, mitch the main character was talking to val kilmer who was the top-notch character I, i don't know if it was harvard or something uh high level fucking uh college courses or whatever or some IT bullshit, right? They're building building fucking like hey, lasers. Hey, hey, for... hey, don't be knocking IT, man. No, no, no. I'm not knocking. No, I'm not not knocking IT. I, IT is the uh, breadwinner of our society, uh, especially nowadays. Um, uh, basically, like they're building uh, te- technological weapons or techno technological technologic ascension. For uh, modern day, but they are used as weapons, which was kind of like the point of the movie itself. So I won't get too far into it. But basically, uh, Val Kilmer's character had said um, something along the lines uh, where where he, he looked like he was having a hard time. The main character, Mitch, like sits next to him. He's all, what are we thinking about? And he's all like, I'm thinking of the immortal wa- uh, words of Socrates when he said... I drank what? <laughs> Is that because of my Colonel Sanders reference? Yes. It, it's something about the Colonel Sanders. Uh, what was it? You made it's, a, it's, it's, you, I don't know. You made a comment about being too drunk for something. And I was like, oh, that reminds me of uh, uh, Talladega Nights where uh, uh, Ricky Bobby had quoted uh, the late, great Colonel Sanders by saying, uh, I'm too drunk right. to taste this chicken. Right. <laughs> Somehow that reminded me of that moment. You that know, beautiful moments. There's, in cinema there's something history. in that movie that I think goes. Um, I never watched *Talladega Nights*. Oh my god, dude! Reedy and I went to the theaters, and like either we were drunk when we got there, 
or we got drunk in the theater. Uh, you guys were ahead of my time when it came to that sense of humor. Mm. What I would consider like dumb, obnoxious humor, I realized there is genius behind oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and see, that's the thing. is I hadn't grown into that yet. It, it took you and Mr. Ree, we call him, Mr. Alan Ree, uh... You know, mystery. We kind of gave him. Oh well, yeah, I well, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, See, yeah, made, totally made me look like an asshole. My dick in my to- hand over I mean... here. <laughs> <laughs> and my dick's it always is, in my hand. It is but... Friday night. <laughs> 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 no, but what I was saying was, um, there's a there's an aspect of that movie, which is uh, in a couple other movies that do it really well, um, that I think kind of gets overseen a lot, and that's like. Um, the alcohol, right? The 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 sponsor of um, the car in the beginning of um, Talladega Nights is a, it's a it's a, I think it's like I think it's beer. It's a laughing clown malt liquor, and so like everybody's just drinking like big old fucking tall can. It's got like a clown on it and shit. Um, but then that also reminds me of Black Dynamite because uh, they uh, they use the anaconda malt liquor. Remember that? Yeah, it shrank uh, African-American men's penises. It's the only malt liquor approved by the U.S. government. The white man couldn't handle the long black snake fucking (laughs) anacondas and shit, right? They had to fucking segregate that. So that was the uh, all-time enemy of Black Dynamite. That was so funny. I love that movie. Destroy the black man's libido. <laughs> Fuck that. Let the black man live on and their giant penises. <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll get real saucy with this fucking conversation. Uh, you were about to say what? sausage. And I was like, no, no, no. However. Michael, um, Michael Jai White, man. Fucking, uh, you know what? A, a, a beautiful human being. And will always be, man. He's in that new movie, uh, Outlaw Johnny Black. I haven't seen it yet, but it's supposed to be just I as good. I bet you it's fucking solid yeah, gold like yeah. everything else he yeah. does. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but uh, that's not what we're on about tonight. Before we get into it, hold on. Let's just give the kids some updates here. Um, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. some updates. First and foremost, um, follow us? Question mark? I mean... If you do the social thing, we're on Instagram, and that's basically it. So you can find us on Instagram, at Mutant City Horror, or you can email the show, mutantcityhorror at gmail.com. Um, we've made a lot of friends um, on Instagram over the last year, and it's funny, too. I mean, like, we're doing pretty good. We're, no, we're doing no, pretty good with uh, that. You we're, know? Nearing, like, we're making friends. We're, we're making friends. We're nearing we're, 500 followers. And if you think about that, our Instagram started last October, I think. Not October 23, but October 22. So a year and a few months, five, almost 500 followers. I think that's cool. But, um, you know, I also don't do Instagram as a living. So, um, Ladies and gentlemen, this is a it is low, bu- it is. low budget podcast for low budget movies. <laughs> and you know what? We're not doing half bad. You know we're doing this. Uh, I think I'm going to put out like a promo video on Instagram because I've been going through our numbers um, a little bit. I, I do it every once in a while. I don't like to look at the data because then I feel like I just get overwhelmed by it in that like 
I can become obsessed by like looking at numbers every single day. So I just pop in every f- few months. Um, I mean, this is a tech geek right here, guys. I mean, come on. I'm like, yeah. We've had <laughs> 1,300 downloads um, since joining Spotify. Um, like a handful of pretty good. different countries. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's probably, you know, a good like opportunity to like promote some of that stuff on Instagram. Like, hey, we are the uh, best show you've never heard of or something along those lines, you know, just something to catch the audience. You're absolutely right. And you know what? To those of you that have downloaded and uh, followed through with this, you know, thank you very much. Like that's, that's pretty much what we're doing this for, you know, hundred percent. We know we're not making anything big here. We're not, we're not making anything new. We already know that, but we're here and we're here to give the perspective that we, we we put out for this and stuff. Everyone's got their own perspective. This is our perspective, and just by chance that you uh, tune in and stuff like that means that you, you enjoy the perspective that we give. And and we're not. Uh, we're, uh fuck. I don't know. I'm fucking drinking. But all I'm gonna say. <laughs> gotcha. This is gonna be a long episode. You know, <laughs> Is that no, what you're saying? <laughs> no, and actually, it's not going to be because we already know that. Paul, you already know that. Okay, so I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in and thank you for taking the time to download and, and, and listen. Uh, if you're a guy like me uh, who works overnights and stuff like that, uh, it's it's good you know, food for thought to listen to, you know? So that, yeah. that's what I do. 100%. Uh, that's what I do when I'm working. I listen to podcasts, and uh, here we are uh, making one ourselves. So, there you go. Thank you guys. Okay, thank you guys for taking that time. So, super quick shout out to a couple people. Um, one of those fucking shout outs. Shout out to you guys. All right, go on. Weirdo Daryl, he went with me to a movie screening last week, uh, in which the director was there for Q and A. So, I don't want to say what movie that was because I think we're going to cover that next week with Daryl sitting in. So that's going to be awesome. Um, after that, we have a live in-person interview coming up. That's going to be legit with a horror icon, but still no stranger to this show. If you listen, you probably know who I'm talking about. We've got another interview coming up, um, kind of first full weekend of February, um, with a guy who's got a movie under his belt and another one in the works. So that'll be cool. Um, and then we are going, this is what I'm kind of like, um, second most stoked for outside of that personal or in-person interview is, uh, we've, we're going to be doing a collaborative episode with, uh, VHS doom coming up in a couple of weeks. Dun, 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 VHS doom. Those, those guys are fucking awesome, man. I, I don't know. I I've been enjoying their podcast, man. Yeah. 100%. And you know, yeah, I want to say, by the way, to you guys, thank you guys for the shout outs. Uh yeah, we're gonna plug in, man. We're gonna we're gonna have a good time. Matt, I know you don't really do the Instagram much. I, I manage the social for us, but um they've been pushing out some really cool content and I am excited to meet with them. I think they're very creative um and unique and, and different and I love it because you know me, like I just love the different stuff. So um super stoked to get with those guys and then and the weekend after that, we should be doing like a really large interview with almost like a panel. Um, and I won't spoil that. 
but uh, so yeah, we got some cool shit coming up. So hold on to your gag reflexes on there, baby. Just take that shit right down your throat. Nice. Sorry, I thought I'd be very, very nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that everyone's left the podcast, we can get to the real stuff. <laughs> All right, Matt. All right, there we go. Okay, so tell us what we're doing here today. Well, tonight, the monsters are running in the muck, and we run for that theater where the marquee now reads, Death Game. Jackson are every man's fantasy. I hug you and kiss you. Love you, George. I want you so much. I'm glad we knocked on your door, George. Oh, that music sounds wonderful. But if you're not careful and you turn the sound way up, you could break a lot of glassware. Yikes! One man's nightmare. Wow! When Donna and Jackson play, they go all the way. The highlight of the evening is a very special game, Death Game. The object is to stay alive. Donna and Jackson have a game for the man in their lives. A game he'll always remember, but never cherish. The court is now in session. The defendant is charged with two counts. Statutory rape. Well, I'm going to take a quick shower and get nice and fresh for you. Two counts. Assault and battery to minors. I want to make love to you. Two counts. Perverted and unnatural acts to minors. He started chasing me all over the house. I tried to get away, but he was too fast. Yes. And he threw me on the ground, and he started to hit. Then he ripped off my blouse. <laughs> the court finds the defendant, George Manning, guilty. Here's your blouse supper. You better eat it, because in a little while, you're going on a very long trip. Donna and Jackson love to live, and they love to play. Their way, death game. The object is to stay alive. Did I sound foreboding on that one? Um, it depends on what verboding means, because I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. I don't know what verboting means. Uh, I I I feel like I said that right. Maybe I didn't. I had been drinking, but um, foreboding. I said foreboding. Foreboding, foreboding is not not foreboding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, okay, for foreboding, right? Foreboding, uh, foreboding. fearful, apprehensive, a feeling that something bad will happen. Add it to the repertoire. Um, Make fun of the drunk guy who came up total, with the right word to you say. Totally, yes, Matt, you totally sound foreboding. You were so foreboding. Good for you, Matthew. 
<laughs> Just kidding. No, it was good. It was good. It's always Man, good. I, That's I, why I, I let you do it. I it's thought I good. nailed it, bro. I thought I nailed, I nailed it. it. But apparently, uh, yeah, I tried. Whatever. Yeah, here we are. Uh, a 1977 film. Is it 77? Uh, I thought it was 75, but I'm not going to beat you up on some Let's just say we're going back to the 70s, right? The last one we did was back in the 70s, and we, here we are back in the same era. Yeah, I got to say, um, 70s fucking suck, man. I don't, mm, I don't that's know. That's already going to... That's already gonna put a placement factor on where you what you think about this film. That's uh hmm. no no hold on okay hold on, hold on hold on I only say that because of some of the movies I've watched recently, whether it was for the podcast or not, in which they take place in the seventies. Okay, like Eating Alive, we just did Eating Alive, right? Remember um, the husband who wore the glasses and he wore like the funky suit or whatever. I don't remember that. Well, I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I totally remember. It. I don't know. Like the guy that left the just, shotgun shells on his trunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just seemed yeah, like the 70s were an awkward time style wise. No, like, no, it, no. Okay. I think I said this All last right. time. It was like like leftover like um, left like there's you get leftovers of like people who are a little bit conservative. and They still wore suit and ties, but like also like transitioning to like disco and like i don't i don't know man it's transitioning just, from disco no, not not I, to i don't know 70s was we're talking a, about the soul train baby 70s was a weird decade in my perspective which doesn't make sense because i was born in 81 but like to look back on it and see the styles and the way some of these movies are made it's just like oh, the 70s just seemed like a weird fucking time they were different sure i don't know if i'm I, okay i don't know if i'm biased Ladies and gentlemen, I was born in 1979. Oh, Doesn't mean I fucking translate to the 70s, right? So that that might as well mean like, hey, I'm a 1980s baby, right? <laughs> you were literally born like at the end of the the uh, 70s. Yeah, like, <laughs> you guys didn't know. Well, my, I'm not gonna say when your birthday. Is, I'm, I'm not gonna say my when birthday. Your birthday is. My birthday is at the end of December, so it's a few days before Christmas. And it doesn't really apply me as a 70s child, but more of an 80s child. Um, my growing up happenstance happens to be in the 80s. So the cocaine era, party era. And, uh, you, you know, fucking those. What the fuck are those? Those sunglasses with the fucking shade. You, you remember the ones with the, the fucking lines over them? And shit? They weren't even sunglasses. They were just like I thought shutters. Called, or... Well, I think today don't. Don't quote me because I'm not as hip as I used to be, but I think they're called stunners, stunner shades, right? Durka, 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 durka. <laughs> that hip. doesn't even match. <laughs> I'm hip. Stunner shades. I'm hip. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so I guess I don't. I, I, I don't stunner have shades, right? Those? There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah, fucking yeah. nailed it. Those yeah. ones. Fuck yeah. Hey, kudos to you for even knowing the name of those because I didn't know what the fuck they were called. You know what's hot right now is those uh, Ultimate Warrior glasses. Well, oh, sorry. Depends <laughs> on where you're getting it from. But those Ultimate Warrior shades. No shit. Yeah, my hey, nephew's you know got what? a pair. Like, like, uh, I, 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 as I tell, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, me, I mean, actually, me and my boy PG here were, were 
you know, we we grew up in an age of wrestling. Uh, not the original age of wrestling, but I would like to say maybe the Stone Cold Steve Austin era, the fucking uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson era. Which, oh, by I the was way, in, I was that? I was into it before that. I was Hulk Hogan, Earthquake. Um, well, no, no, but but I, I'm saying the bulk of our watching, like you and I, like we would sit there at and its watch height. together. Yes, at its height. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Triple yeah, H yeah, yeah. and the fucking DX, Degeneration yeah. X, Kane, Mankind. Sucky. You know, fucking, we lived through it, bro. We we were still there, and uh, even as a kid, uh, I still watch a little bit of wrestling. And it's funny that you brought him up because. My favorite wrestler as a child was the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, of course. He was everybody's favorite. Are you trying to say that? I'm just following the fucking trend. No, not at all. I'm just saying, like, it's everybody. I mean, those fucking tassels hanging off his triceps and shit. It's the glasses, bro. It's those glasses. (laughs) Let me ask you this, because I know we got to get to the movie. Have you ever drank yourself sober? I have. Okay. Have you ever smoked yourself sober? Yes. Okay. My nephew has these Ultimate Warrior shades that they look so ridiculous, they look cool. So what were they, like aviators? Were you talking about no. like aviators? You don't remember? Well, I don't remember Ultimate Warrior wearing shades. I, I only know about the face paint. They're these. So they look like any retired sniper's fucking sports gear. <laughs> Let me see if I can find. Glasses. Let me see if I can find a picture of him with them on. Yeah, please do, because I've never seen that motherfucker wear those. But yeah, and he fucked many of moms. But but he yeah. So my nephew Don, uh, he looks so ridiculous that I was like, man, they're kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you traverse, man. <laughs> At that point and shit, you went beyond fucking nerd to the coolest guy on earth and shit. Oh shit, dude! Did I get it wrong? Oh, was it Randy Savage that wore him? No, yes. no, 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 no. Yes, okay, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, I, I think that's what you did. So, plus one to me, negative one to you, good sir. Hold on. I share this fucking dude. Don't don't even try, bro. Now you're gonna even fucking try to put those glasses onto the Ultimate Warrior, because we all know you can Photoshop the motherfucking. I didn't. I didn't do shit. He's wearing a version of them, but like, no. If I go back, I don't even know what the fuck kind of shades he's wearing. They're not very rainbow color like the ones that you were showing me. Ah, that's photoshopped. Here's Randy Savage. See, this is okay. This is more what I was talking about. Whatever. It doesn't help that we're fucking looking at shit that nobody else can see. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's good radio. That's right so true. There. Fuck yeah. All right. That's how we deliver people. All right. There you go. <laughs> so let's go back to it. Look. Okay. 1970s. Death Game, uh, 1977. Directed by. Yes. Do you remember? Do you remember? It's important. Uh, you're saying uh, by, by whom? Yeah, who directed Death Game in 1977? I did not catch that. I okay, guess. good, good. Because you said something to me earlier that I'm going to connect, and you're going to be like, fucking mind blown. Uh, the director is Peter S. Trainer, T R A Y. Yes, now I remember the name. Okay, okay cool. Okay, so. But I don't know what he's connected to. Got it, got it. 
All right, keep going. My bad. All right, well, first and foremost, I'm going to say this. My buddy PG, when we're re-elaborating on what what movie we're doing, and he's always, is it this one, the foreign one? I was like, no. I, I... On Shudder, it says it's English. There was another movie that I came across called Death's Game. Apostrophe. Yes. Yeah, and you kept. Re- that's what was funny is you kept referring referring to it as death game, like plural. And I was like, no, no, that's not what it's called. It's called death game. But I didn't realize that it's probably something else, right? And yeah, it's not even a movie. It's a TV series, and it's isn't that what Korean? we're covering? TV series. Hi, yeah, hi, guys. Oh, yeah. Hi. That part's getting edited out. <laughs> oh, well, fuck you. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, anyways, yeah, so that, that was not it. That's why I was like, this is not it. And I had to ask you what the official name was. Death Game. Is it Death Game? It is Death Game. I know, because I already watched it. <laughs> yes, sir. And you, for those of you listening, it's funny, because I had this one. I was holding on to this nugget for a while. I don't know why. I, I no, 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 no. Okay, look. It was one of the movies that we had watched, and it was a movie that was kind of like, hey, if you like this one, you'll like this one. And all already, I saw the artwork, and I was like, yeah, this looks like some shitty movie that we should do. And not, not that I thought it was shitty, but I just I'll I, agree I with think that it, it, first part because spoiler alert. I didn't really enjoy this movie all that much. Wow. This, this is going to make it. Hold on. This is going to make this a mad, very bro? interesting episode. No, 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 no. I'm not at all. Uh, this is going to make this a very interesting episode because now this is going to show the parting lines between you and I. All right. Because I, all right. And, and, I'm going to say this much to the audience. This is going to be another like eaten life where there's not much to say about it because there's not a lot that happens in this movie. Most of it is filler. I don't agree with that. 100%. I do not agree with that. Uh, From, you know, coming from a guy who likes fucking Tarantino films where fucking conversations last for like 25 minutes. This guy doesn't think this movie's very offensive, uh, eventful, which I agree. I, I knew when I was watching it, I was like, he ain't gonna think this is very eventful. <laughs> it is, but it isn't. Uh, to me, which is it's funny because there were parts of the film. movie that I was watching and I was like, number one, I understood why uh, Matt told me this is not family friendly, and number two, I can totally see why he loves this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I will agree with you, sir, 100%. Uh, Yeah, okay. If you're watching a movie with your family and you're a horror geek and you want to watch a horror movie with your family, don't watch this one because there's already a threesome within the first fucking five minutes of the movie. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. There's a threesome scene within the first five, probably like 15. I don't know. Whatever. Well, why don't you tell us what this movie's about? Okay. 
so my basic synopsis is this. A uh, uh, family man in uh, San Francisco, uh, a man of money, you know, he, he not, not, I wouldn't say a rich guy, but more like a guy who's able to put, you know, food on the table for his family and stuff like that, you know. Uh, the dude had a jacuzzi tub was and a sauna in his bathroom. He was balling. Uh, hold on, he yes, he was, but he was he was very successful in his art of whatever it was he was doing, which I don't even really know what it was. I don't think they elaborated. However, it was a man who um, knew what he was doing. Family guy. Uh, he's by himself uh, due to conditions. Uh, with his son who was visiting family and his son had an appendix problem which the wife abruptly and this happens within the first five seconds of the movie uh, his wife has to go out to uh, to attend uh, to her uh, son who's now sick um, who's left alone and uh, late that night uh some guests come and knocking, and this house is a rocking. Not in a good way. Think all is good, and uh, suddenly this man's life has changed. And that's all I'm going to say about the not synopsis because okay. we're going to get into it. So the story. Right. So the so the so okay so. The movie opens up with this couple playing crochet. No, cricket. No. Yes. Crochet. No, it's cricket. I crochet. You, no, it's. Hold on. Is it crochet? No, you're right. I think it's cricket. You're right. I think it's cricket. I don't know. I thought. Is it, was, it the same thing? I have no idea. Maybe there's two ways of saying it. Kick it, cricket. It's the same game that they were playing on Heather's. For those of you that are a fan of, of Heather's. Slater? Yes. And we're introduced to George and his wife, and we find out that it's George's birthday. And immediately, immediately, I'm like, the dubbing on this movie fucking sucks. That it did, my friend. I will say that. That's why I was beginning to think. I was like, oh, what? is it a foreign film? What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> Shit's a little offbeat, right? They're, they're saying shit, but like their lips aren't kind of quite moving to what they're saying and shit. Which is funny because at one point they start making out and they're making kissing sounds and I could just imagine them in the sound booth making kissing sounds. "Mm, Your tongue is so rough. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong kind of We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's right. So they go in the house. We find out it's his birthday. They're chilling or whatever. And um, they get a phone call. And their son, who's visiting their grandma out of town, has a medical emergency. So the wife splits. Right? She's like, I gotta go take care of our son. And later in the night, um, George gets a knock at the door. And it's two women who are coming out of the rain, soaking wet. Asking for directions to a house. And boy, are they so good. Sorry to bother you, really, but we're lost. And do you happen to know where the Gregories live? The Gregories? Mm-hmm. Not around here. No, I don't. 
Gesundheit. Thank you. We had the address written down, but we left the house in such a hurry. I guess we forgot it. Yeah, we figured we were lost and we didn't see a lot of cars around. I know they live around here somewhere. I'm sorry. I don't know them. I just can't help you. Uh, can we use your telephone? Maybe sure. get the address? Of course. Come in. Ooh. <laughs> good, good pun. I like that. So, oh man, is this going to be a gross episode? This is going to be gross, huh? Boy, you are really dreadful. Do we do anything that's not? <laughs> Dude, we're, we're shooting the bottom of the barrel here, of course. Well, I think what you mean is scraping the bottom of the barrel, but yes, I don't disagree. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I was just thinking of ice cream and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, so they're looking for directions to a house, and George is like, I, I have no idea who those people are, where they live, and they're like, can we use your phone? So he lets them in, right? Two, you know, co-eds coming out of the rain, soaking wet, and you just immediately, I already know what this movie is, right? I mean, I didn't look into it, but I can already tell, like, you know, they're going to fuck with him or whatever. Some bad shit was on the horizon, and one girl, uh, Donna, and then the other girl is uh, she had a Jackson. Jackson, yes, Jackson. I only remember that because I was like, it's kind of a weird name for a girl, but okay. Donna is like more the girl next door, you know, kind of um, like buddy, um, girly She's girl, the, the light brown blondish kind of one. Right? She yes, because Jackson was like pale, skinny with the crazy bug eyes. Like she was a the scary one. Yes, she was the scary one. Correct. And so, I, I mean, mean, by the end of it, they were both scary. But yeah, yeah. She but right off the bat, you saw there's something wrong with. It. So George, like, like to- you said that. George is trying to be a nice guy and hospitable and is like, you know, come stand by the fire, get warm, you know, and um, Jackson's using the phone. She's like, hey, you know, we're trying to, you know, can somebody come pick us up? We're lost or whatever. And so um, she comes back to George and is like, hey, is it cool if like, you know, we hang out until our friends come to pick us up? And he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. And immediately, as a married man myself, I'm thinking, like, dude, you are just setting yourself up for fucking failure, right? Letting two, you know, two girls off the street come in your house, get settled. Come on. Yeah, two younger you girls. Everything that's no coming. ties you to them and shit like everything that. Everything that's coming to you right now because you put yourself in this situation. Thinking with the wrong okay, head. Okay, see, Thinking this, with is the wrong you head, I tra- this is where you and I traverse paths. I think you mean split paths, but I understand. I I like traverse because it sounds better. Well, traverse just means like we're both going, we're both traveling. I, yeah, but opposite direction. What? Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Semantics. Is it, yeah, semantics. Okay. You see, I I don't feel the same way. I feel like our good old boy Georgie here was just really, he was just trying to do the right thing. He's being a good Samaritan. Yes, he was setting himself up with for failure, but 
we as people of these movies already know that that's not a good option, right? But I don't think, I, I think while letting these girls in, he did not see, you know, something coming the direction he was it was going and it was okay. the 70s so like i think you know people were more apt to do things like that you know yes because this was the age of uh you know free uh, love hitchhiker and... yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, like totally. that you know there was a lot of trust or maybe that was a, success a lot of trust the movement you know you had fucking like woodstock stuff like that people were about peace on earth and shit like that so for if it was nowadays yeah yeah you're like oh yeah don't fucking let them in what, are, what the fuck are you doing but back then, uh, you didn't have much to worry about in that scenario because people were kind of on the same level. So it makes you vulnerable to people who might have an agenda of their own. Um, yes, you already knew where this was going because this is what kind of movie it was. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a grindhouse exploitation film. You kind of know where this is going to go. So it went there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. This no, movie went from I, zero to 60, right? I, I, like, no, not, uh, not for me. But I, I don't okay. I don't disagree with you in that um, in the very first part of them being at the house, they were still in their own clothes. And when they were done using the phone, they were both standing in front of the fire. And soaking wet. It was a storm outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he sees them trying to get warm. So he was empathetic. Being, being the nice guy, what he says Good is old Georgie was not a bad guy. No, and, and he offers by saying Let me get you some towels or, or something to dry off with. Let me get you into some warm clothes or whatever. And so he throws their clothes in the get dryer. Towel. Puts them yeah. in some robes. Yeah. yeah, he puts them in robes. Now the girls, the girls are on the floor in the robes and they start like tickling and wrestling each other. And George is in a chair. Again, an innocent man. They're just. But he, this is. this. They're, this they're is, just doing teenage This shit. was the Whatever. turning point for me, for George, which is when he got off the chair and came down to sit on the floor next to the girls and got comfortable. That was a point where I was like, you are bringing all of this shit on yourself. And that's just still disagree. Of, still okay. disagree. No worries. It's all good. <laughs> so, you know, they start fucking around and, you know, Jackson's got to use the bathroom. So she goes and she comes back. She's like, oh, my God, your bathroom's the shit. And while that's she- the point. He should have had a red flag right there. See, for, for me, that was when there should have been a red flag because, OK, at first it's playful. It's fun, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? He's kind of having a good time. But now. Now these girls are kind of interested on what you have, right? The first one's like talking about your stereo system, which by the fu- by by any fucking like is is nothing like what we have nowadays. But you know, he had an old fucking record player with a uh, surround, not really surround sound, but stereo sound. It was legit for uh, the times, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly, legit for the times. Good, good example. But when the when the other girl comes out and says, "Oh my God, you gotta see his bathroom," it's like a spa in there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a hot tub, he's got all kinds of shit. That to me was the red flag. 
that to me yeah. was like, okay, these girls are not interested in you. They're interested in what you have. So you put the blame on the girls, and I put the blame on the guy. Yes, 100%. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, nonetheless, they, you know, Jackson takes Donna into the bathroom to check it out. And they're, you know, oh, my God, he's got a sauna and he's got this, like, massage tub and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, it just cuts to George in the same room and he's got music on. And, like, this is this is where I'm starting to feel like this movie is being dragged out. Because it's just this long scene of George in different poses smoking cigarettes in different parts of the room. Now, I get what it was trying to do, which is show you that time is passing and that these exactly. girls are Advancing taking forever. Time. But it was way too fucking long. Way, way too long. Yeah, but again, yeah, I mean, cinema was a different thing back then. No, and, I, I but don't you're disagree. okay with these fucking Quentin Tarantino 25 minute conversations. Here's the thing, I though. Okay, that. here's the thing, though. And I, and I knew I knew this was going to be a point of conversation. Yes, I am. The difference between those types of movies and this one in particular is that and conversations that have nothing to do with the plot line whatsoever. But go on. I don't want to get into an argument about it, but I don't see it as. Uh, I don't see it as nothing to do with plot lines. I see it more as like character development. Development, yes. That was doing the same thing here, but they didn't it, have it. Was any... it? It. I could see where it it did it in certain spots with the girls, Look, especially. Here, here's the difference from modern day films versus old films. Old films didn't hold your hand to tell you what was going on. They gave you a little uh, thinking room. Okay. No, I, I'm not. If I'm, I'm not listening to Steve Buscemi for 13 minutes talking about why he doesn't want to fucking pay uh, somebody a tip because it's part of their fucking wages and blah, blah, blah. Why can't I watch a guy smoke a cigarette, contemplate, should I have let these women in? Should I have not let these women in? I think for me, it's the way that that scene, those those two different scenes, are framed up. Because I think with Tarantino, he does it in an interesting enough way that it keeps my attention and keeps me engaged. Here in this one, I wasn't sure what was happening, and then also at the same time, the music that corresponds to the scene was just like way off and it was just super weird i'll give you a better example and i'm going to skip forward just a little bit there's a scene where for like 30 seconds it's just a bottle of ketchup on the table i rewound the movie i skipped back because i was like is this stuck like is this frame stuck or is it like is this is just what this scene is. And it was like for a good, like 30 seconds, it was just a bottle of ketchup on the table. And that was it. Like you hear stuff in the background, but like, I don't, I have no idea what's going on because it's just this stupid bottle of ketchup. I had no idea what that was. It was grindhouse there for you, buddy. (laughs) 
Okay, I'm sure you already looked up. Okay, and and I jumping forward even more. You told me not to look up. Any, I I just saw uh, one right. or two things. I no, I I didn't actually tell you to look up anything on this movie. I I just uh, the, there was a cautious period because it reminds me of another movie that we just because of your insecurity about this movie, we're definitely gonna have to cover on Mutant City Horror. So we're not gonna get too much into the deets of uh, uh, of how they coincide. Uh, those of you that know who have seen or, or are here listening to this, you're already going to know what movie I'm talking about because you like these kind of movies. Now, however, uh, this movie did have, I, I know what he's talking about. There's a lot of downtime, but then again, uh, that's how movies were made back in these days. Uh, think of uh, these Remember, Like I said, Giallo films, Giallo films, whatever they, they're called. They had a lot of that shit. Uh, a lot of like focus on points that we really didn't need to focus on, but we did. They're, they're there. You can't really do anything about it, right? Um, this movie dragged out a very common scenario that didn't really need to be dragged out. I agree with that one hundred percent. But at the same time, made it its own movie. And again, I'm gonna say, capital G. Grindhouse movie. That's what these were. They these were just throwaway movies that people would go and watch so that they can fuck their girlfriends by the end of the night watching a movie. There there were simplistic movies to make to kind of get people turned on, and that was about it, right? I mean, that's what this movie was. An exact uh uh thing of that. It, it was an exact uh uh Whatever you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it it was an it it was meant for that. It's eroticism. It's it, it's seducing, right? Uh, you know, uh, the movie doesn't translate well into the nowadays. However, I'm going to say this 100. I did love the characters in this movie. No, I think everybody played their parts really well, especially the Jackson character. That chick was nutsoid. She was crazy. I think they were both fucking insane. Yeah. I think they were both so, fucking okay, insane. Okay, so, so let me... So, uh, let's um, take a step back so we can take two let's steps Let's move forward. on to what people... Okay, so, take two steps. So, so George is in this room. He's waiting for the girls to come out of the bathroom. Time has passed. He smoked um, one or many uh, cigarettes. And then he was like, you know what, fuck it. Let and he kind of, he, he was trying to entice the other girl, right? He's all like, here, let me put on a song that I think you'll like. And then right away, her That's what friend I'm saying, man. Goes, it's like, his fault. You got to see this bathroom it's his and fault. shit. It's, it, it's not. He was naive. He was naive. He didn't really know what, like, he, in his own, okay, I'm not saying that he wasn't flirting, but in his own, I mean, okay, you're a man, right? This is what guys do. We 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 kind of practice who we are as men, amongst others. It's just it's kind of who we are. It's on a primate scale, right? This guy was not trying to fuck his life over based on these two chicks. He really was not. He was trying to be a good citizen. He may have been a little bit too nice, but you know that's kind of what some people are and shit. That maybe he's antisocial. Maybe he doesn't have a lot of friends. Uh, these women were taking advantage of him. So 
they go and disappear in the bathroom for a while. And like, like you said, he's sitting there smoking a cigarette going, what the fuck's going on? So he goes and investigates. He goes in, and what does he find? They're both butt-ass naked in his tub. Hot tub? Yes. And he's like, dude, like... What the hell's going on here? Why don't you take your clothes off and hop in, Oh, no. Thank you. No, thank you. Come on in. Why do you hop in, Girls, uh, Take your clothes off. Join the no, party, No, thank George. you, girls. Uh, I, 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 Come on, George. No way, girls. Please. No, thank you. Come on, I'm a happily George. married man. He doesn't have to, but he does. And the three of them commence to getting down in the bathtub together. And sometimes it's him with Jackson. Sometimes it's him with Donna. Sometimes it's Donna with Jackson. And, you know. Beautiful it's a It's a sex scene. Yeah, Beautiful for, scene. for sure. There's, there's lots like, of I, asses and elbows, as some people would say. It lasted a good while, too. There was, <laughs> that's, there, okay. there was like good four or five that's minutes. That's back yet. to my original point. It was like, okay, there's a certain point where I was watching it. I was like, all right, so am I, okay, like, am I going to serve my time looking at Ben and Steve Buscemi talking about why he fucking dismisses this waitress because she's a hard worker and shit like that? She doesn't earn her tips, blah, blah, blah. Or would I rather see titties for five minutes? Hmm. Let me outweigh those odds. <laughs> Look, there were titties for sure, but like it wasn't just five minutes of titties, like you know, like uh, asses from. Uh, it was five minutes of nudity. It was five minutes of a fucking threesome. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this was this was a fucking ball hair away from fucking porn. There, I don't know. It. it it wasn't as I don't I don't think it was that hardcore. I think it tried. To, it I wasn't think it meant to, to be. be no, but. no, I don't, I don't think so at all. It had to it had to fall along the line the guidelines of the rating system. So, sure. it, uh, it, it basically what you're forgetting that this is this is what's called softcore. Yes, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like late night Cinemax. You know shit. what didn't help either was the 70s the stereotypical 70s porn music oh my goodness to accommodate that scene this, this is this is one of those things i was going to talk to you about we're going to talk about at the end of the show but perfect perfect i'm glad you brought that up Por, perfect pornographic music for the scene itself so Georgie's getting down with these two chicks. He's already been seduced. They're like, he's like, get the fuck out of my bathroom. And they're like, come on in, join us, blah blah blah. And then boom, like a uh, good like fucking five minutes of them just fucking fucking yeah. around in this fucking yeah. hot tub and shit. You to yourself are thinking, well, come on, dude, you're 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 fucking up your life. You got a marriage. You got two kids. Blah blah blah. Look. <sighs> I'm not going to say what he did was right. I'm not I'm not going to say that at all. However, if you really put yourself in that situation, uh all you were doing was trying to do the right thing and stuff like that. Uh sometimes you kind of think like, yeah, I'm still being a good guy. You know, I'm still accommodating. 
is if I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but when you're in the moment, you're like, well, what do I do? Yeah, you got totally. two fucking naked chicks it. in the fucking hot tub and shit like that. And he was telling him, no, I'm fucking married. No, no, no. But he, he gave in. Yeah. Uh, that's that's okay to me. That's where the horror starts being placed in this movie. It's being uh, forced into something you're uncomfortable with all of a sudden. And yeah, we've he gave it in real quick. You and I have talked about and that I, before, and that that yeah, that, and and, that and I and I will say this, and I agree with you to this point. He kind of gave in too quickly, but he did. So I'm going to skip forward a little bit. Um, <clears throat> so there's you know this scene asses and elbows and then the girls are chilling. it was asses and elbows <laughs> the girls are chilling uh by the fireside again and george is knocked out and they end up spending the night and they're they wake up george because they're making breakfast and he comes out and he's like oh you're still here and they were George, like, you yeah. were making you breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're just fucking they're yeah. already fucking up the fucking kitchen. Right? Yeah. And he's like, Well, what happened to your friend? And they're like, Oh, he never showed up. And he was like, Well, tell me where they live. I'll take you. And they're like, Oh, I, I don't know. And uh, or no, he goes, um, where do you live? I'll drive you home. Oh, they're like, Why? And like, but at the same time, while they're all sitting down and eating, it's gotta be said. These girls are eating like they haven't eaten in like four or five days. They are just consuming. That's true. They're just shoveling shit in their mouth. And Jackson's got like food all over. Just like, I was like, oh, that's fucking gross, dude. Shoveling shit in their mouth. Just like they shoveled fucking Georgie's dick in their mouth. (laughs) So he's like, hey, where do you live? And they're like, why? Well, because I want to take you home and they're like well, we we live on the streets we don't have a house and he's like wait a minute you told me last night you left the address at home and they're like ah you know it's just a saying or whatever and he's like, so now he's sitting there at the table the girls are eating he's not he's smoking cigarettes he's fiddling with his ring his his wedding ring you can see his hands are shaking to me, that's where the horror starts for him, where he realizes he is way too in over his head with this situation, and it's going to end deep. up badly for him. That's when the horror into starts. Deep. For yes, him. yeah, you're right. I, I agree with you there, because uh, he already he already figured out. Oh fuck, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I think in his mind, he was probably kind of like, I kind of done something that I shouldn't have done. And this was his way of redeeming it, right? Like he was just like, "I will drive you somewhere." No, I think this. As is... long as you get the fuck out of my house. No, not redeem. Well, I'm, I think we're saying the same thing in that, like, this is him trying to fix the situation yeah. for himself. Like, oh, I need to get out of this situation right now because I don't know when my wife is coming home. I can't have her come home and find me with two chicks in the house, and so yes, I I need to continue to play the part and be like, I got to get these chicks out of here. 
but they want to stick around. They're fucking, you know, they're going through um, his wife's clothes. They're lollygagging, and bro. Like, they're, they're, yeah, they're just they're trying everything they can to just fucking squat. Like they're just a bunch of squatters. Now like, he threatens to call the cops, right? He's like, I'm gonna call the cops, and this is where they start to turn it up. And uh, Jackson's no, like, well, you, know you know George. we're jailbait, right? And he's like, yeah, bullshit. And she's like, no, come on. True, George. Want to check our IDs? No, I don't want to check anything. I don't want to see anything. I want you to get dressed and we're getting out of here or I'm... Or what, asshole? You'll call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just do that, George? Go ahead and call the cops, George. I've got a story for them that's going to make that Rodan book of yours read like a nursery rhyme. Understand? She's 15 and I'm 17. Do you know what that means? It's true, George. I'm only 15. Statutory rape, George. Shove that in your ear. Isn't that a drag, George? Operator, get me the police, please. I think that wife of yours is going to be baking cookies in prison for you for the next 50 years. Want to be remembered as a sex pervert? Oh, Your Honor, he seemed like such a nice man. But he tied me up and he beat me and he did horrible things to me. Unnatural things, Your Honor. Soft, soft. I saw him do it. So did a neighbor, Your Honor. I saw one looking at the house. I waved at him. That's right, George, you're wonderful neighbors. What are they going to think? I think they'll want to live next door to a sex deviant. <laughs> I don't think so. And your customers, George. The people who work for you, what'll they say? I bet they'll just love it. What about your wife, George, and the children? How will they take it? <laughs> She'll take the house and everything else. <laughs> so go ahead and call the cops, George. It's your life. Do whatever you want to do with it. Flush it down the toilet. What do you want? <laughs> I want to know what you want. Let me just so take angry. you where you need to go and like, let's just be done with it. Just please get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Just let me take you where you need to go. I want to be done with this. I want this chapter to end. Yeah. Yeah. So he ends up driving them down. I guess he lives in like North, North, North San Francisco. I, I don't know San Francisco. I was just there, but like I San really Francisco somewhere. So he's driving down the Golden State Bridge, Golden Gate Bridge, Golden Gate Bridge. And he ends up dropping them off at. I already knew. I already knew what was coming. I, I there was some predictability to this. So you movie. knew he was, he was going to drop them off at the bus station. Huh? I didn't know he was going to drop them off at the bus station. I didn't know where he was going to drop them off, but I knew that he was going to drop them off, and by the time he got back to his house, they were going to be there. And sure shit. So he, what? What? What made you think that was it the fact that the movie was only fifty percent done? Uh. Yeah, probably. <laughs> right. I right, guess, right. Yeah, I guess in that context. I knew uh, it for different reasons, but those are the reasons I told you about before I watched this movie and shit. Yeah. And again, we're, we're going to get into that. Yeah. But. So, um, you know, he comes back in the house and he finds them there and he's freaking the fuck out. And uh, I don't know. I well, think- dude, that was actually a pretty scary scene because he, he, he gets home thinking okay everything's said and done i did the deed i fucked up let me go back to my normal life and all of a sudden somebody's like fucking rummaging through his house again right he sees somebody from the top top of the stairs like kind of peeking around the corner he's like what the fuck yeah i okay my question is this he dropped him off far away at a bus station 
How the fuck did they get back to his house so quick? I thought about that too. So in between him dropping them off and him getting back to the house, they show some like B-roll of San Francisco and we hear him on the phone with his wife, with his son, which is like which the alludes corniest to us. fucking dialogue. Like, by the way, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But which alludes because when you know from that time frame, there are no cell phones and shit like that. Right. You know, so, listening. so either he's so at he home. must have stopped somebody somewhere. Well, we right? don't see him. So either he's at home making this call or he must have stopped somewhere. You don't know. Right. But then they cut to him showing up at the house with a bag full of groceries. So it's like, okay, he stopped somewhere. That's why it took him longer to get back to the house than it did for the girls. Because he and by the way, that phone call, that phone call he made was to his wife talking about his son. You can kind of tell that it was kind of like, uh, like, uh, damn, I fucked up. I need to show my responsibilities as a, the man of the house and make sure my wife doesn't really know. Right. Like yeah. instinctually. And more of uh, and I think also what's in there, too, is like, you know, I'm going to relish in what I cherish the most, which is my wife, my family. Like I'm just what like, happened the night before was I put, taboo. I'm gonna put that nightmare behind me, and then just like, ah, just thank, thank God for you as my wife and my kids, and I'm glad you're safe and blah 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 blah. For you ladies out there, that's a that's a red flag too. Okay, <laughs> a little bit, yeah, I guess. Yeah, when he when he comes calling, like, oh, I when your man tells you you dude. love, he loves you. Red flag. <laughs> no, but after spending a night and stuff like that, and he's just like uh, suddenly out of nowhere, he's just like, you know, I fucking love you and blah 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 and stuff. I mean, come on, let's get smart about this and shit. Okay, so the girls are in the house and they end up knocking him out and tying him up on the bed, and this is um, half. This is like fifty percent through the movie. And I will say I enjoyed the back half better than the front because there was some. I mean, this is the days of doggy style. So <laughs> Donna is like straddling George while Jackson's just kind of like chilling in a chair watching. And they're like putting on all. Well, I guess they they'd put on the wife's makeup while he was passed out. And they start giving themselves like these weird like facials and Jackson drew these like horn type eyebrows and um, you start to see a lot of like the crazy coming out in the way they're putting on their faces. Two girls do a really good job at like switching, Playing making, making the switch of like normal everyday, just run of the mill type person to like bug eyed and psychos. Like, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Sociopaths. So yes. You didn't see good, coming. yes. 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 So Donna's straddling George and like she starts to go on this rant about like she starts calling him daddy and she starts complaining about how like when mom brought him home and the, okay this is this is the thing about this movie you and I might part ways about is is that their their whole plan is to destroy somebody 
Well, yeah, okay. To me, that's giving it away. Because we don't really figure that out until the end. But even then, okay, so, okay. Well, I mean, so, they've already um, destroyed his house. In like, the second half of the movie, it's a, it's them just tearing up the house. And George spends a lot of time just fucking knocked out, unconscious. Because every time he tries to get up and run away, they end up hitting him with some new vase or whatever. And then it's just them, like, going through the house, running amok. Um, you know, just kind of doing their own thing. But there's a point in which <clears throat> they are downstairs and they get a buzz at the door and it's the grocery store. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Donna, uh, you know, Donna obviously had... we're not. Oh, uh, okay. So, so, uh, what we're missing here is that there, there, there's a point where he he kind of loosened himself. He tried to get on the phone, which, by the way, he's got a lot of phones. You notice that? He's, I mean, this guy with a sauna and a jacuzzi hot tub in his bathroom uh, for, for the time, like, like he's got just a lot of weird different phones. Like first, it's like the old phone where you have to talk into the receiver, but you have to hold the fucking the the the, the headphone part in and stuff like. <laughs> It's like the oldest fucking the phone Griffith that they've phone? ever had. Yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> you know, and he's got one next to his bed that's like one of those old phones that kind of like, you know, like hangs on the fucking hooks and shit mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's trying to call uh, for emergency services. Um, they catch him in the moment and then they stop him and then fucking like they're like he gets loose and uh, there, there's a wrestling match. uh all the way down the stairs, right? Like, it's just fucking, it's, it's just sudden chaos. When he gets down there and they best him, and there, there's, you know, a pretty decent uh, fight between them, uh, physical fight, and uh, um, fucking like, uh, you know, Georgie, poor little Georgie, fucking on the bottom of the stairs and stuff like that, off all, all over him and shit. And, uh, yeah, there, there's a knock on the door, like you said. And the one girl asks, uh, the, the, um, Jackson asks, uh, why the fuck did you call for a grocery? And she's all like, because we used all the food on him. Yeah, what we didn't mention. We just kept dumping it on him. There was a, yeah, there was a point where they were just dumping all the food. No, oh, fool, that's the baby's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would get that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Hold on, wait, wait. Do I have it? No, I thought. So I... she 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 ordered uh, she ordered groceries. I didn't know in, I didn't I I didn't know uh, Instacart was available back then, but apparently it was. Uh, you know, she ordered groceries. Uh, okay, trip out from uh, so somebody. so last night. Last night, I was watching Death Wish. Charles Bronson. The original? Yeah. Oh, the original Charles Bronson. Fuck yeah. And I hadn't seen that movie in forever. So I totally forgot that Jeff Goldblum was in it. Icon. But they were at the grocery store when they ran into Paul's wife. And they 
she was like, oh, just have my groceries delivered. And then he looked, they looked over and then her address was in the bag. So I was like, oh shit, they did. They were still doing deliveries at that point. So when I saw it today and they're like, oh, I ordered groceries. I didn't pay it any mind because I had just watched the movie the day before made in the same era where they did the same thing. So I was like, yeah, no big deal. But yes, yes. Dope to get groceries delivered. Uh, they get the groceries delivered, and Jackson, with her weird makeup. By the way, I liked her getup though. I liked the whole like it, it looked like a magician's assistant kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she had uh, the female tuxedo thing going on with the uh, with, with, the, with the uh the leggings yeah, yeah. and the suspenders on the thighs kind of thing and stuff like that. Uh, She's like, uh, why the fuck would you call for fucking groceries? Because <laughs> we used them well. Banging a George salad. We dumped them. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing that, that did bother me, I won't stay too long on it, is especially in the scene where they're dumping all the food on him. There are a lot of hard edits in this movie, which to me was very distracting. Because you go from like a scene where there's not a it lot was of distracting, dialogue, but then the like it it's a hard cut to like they're laughing. I'm like, what? And so they do the same thing when they're dumping all the food on them. And this is like I don't know, maybe like the fifth or sixth time that I noticed the hard edit. But they pour milk on him, and then it cuts, and then they're dumping milk on him again, and you can tell there's no milk on him for the first time. So I think what they did was they just took the same scene cut it and then doubled it it was the same scene twice in a row uh, it was weird anyways um so yes so the grocery guy delivers the food he gets paid he's just about to leave he's just about to fucking get away right and all of a sudden we hear george cry out and he's calling for help and he's like, oh, Help. that's Mr. Oh, fuck, what was his last Help name? Help me! That's, that's Mr. Manny. Don't leave! Please! Please don't leave! Please! Back here! Help me, please! Back here! Help me! Help me! So he's like running over to try to save him and the girls jump on him and they're attacking him and they're not letting him get to George. And like he's kind of fighting his way over to George. And this is the first time I noticed. Maybe it's the first time they showed it. But where George was tied up in the living room and where the grocery boy was like trying to come and save him and the girls were all over him. There was this big ass fucking fish tank right in the middle of the room as like a coffee table. And I was like, yeah, this dude is a baller. Like, who's got that shit, you know? So they end up getting, um, they, they get the grocery boy down to the floor. And then they use, I think it was a fire poker or something. 
and they smash him in the head with it, and we get the impression that he is dead. And so they don't know what to do with the body, but they're not they're also not freaking out, which makes me believe this is not the first time that they've killed somebody. So in my head, okay, the end result is that they're going to kill George. I mean the name of the movie is Death Game, right? So they get the smart idea of taking the lid off. They even say they're gonna kill him. Yes, but first they take the lid off of the um, off of the aquarium and they throw the body the dead body in there. And they put the lid back on top. I thought that was kind of cool because then George is just kind of sitting there having to stare at this dead body in this, you know, in this aquarium. So now they tell him, hey, um, well, I guess you got to die now, too. So now they're like starting to like act out this like judgment role playing where like they're they're a judge and a lawyer and like they're they're going to run George through like court proceedings right and so i don't know i i guess they were just like acting it out to kind of scare him into what it could be for him like and yes. so george yeah. well, uh, not see, george to uh, me that was part of the horror right oh there. Like, that was I mean, great was, that part was fucking awesome it was because donna starts first and she's going into right. her whole routine i'm like um you know, he picked me up and, and he gave me cookies and candy and he brought me to his house and he made promises and I trusted him and he violated me and blah, 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 blah. Sob story. Then Jackson goes. But Jackson, the way that Jackson delivers her lines in this, like, monologue, I'll call it. Fantastic. The court now calls Jackson to the stand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you, God? I do. Jackson, how do you imagine the two such nice girls like yourself could have gotten involved in such a mess? <laughs> well, I'm sure. Out of pure innocence, Your Honor. We never dreamed that someone living in such a in such a lovely neighborhood, such a beautiful family, could be such dreck. What's dreck? Oh, Made a useful member of society. I don't think so. I think he's like all men. Out for whatever he can get. Do you have anything else to add at this point, Jackson? No, Your Honor. But I'd just like to say but I'm very sorry this had to happen. It was fucking great. And that was really the only time in the movie where I was like intrigued. That was 
Buscemi talking about not tipping for 13 minutes for me. That was done really well. She delivered it really well. It was good dialogue. The background music wasn't offsetting. You know what I mean? Like it was that scene where I was like, got it. This is this is a cool scene here. So they play it out and the court, quote unquote court, uh, decides that he is guilty on all counts of, I don't know, bad stuff. It reminds me of that scene of Christina Ricci from uh, uh, Fear and Loathing. Were they imagined? That's it? exactly what, what it reminded me of. Yes, <laughs> I don't remember what they did, but I remember it wasn't it was bad or something like that. They gave me drugs. Yeah, <laughs> just all pointing them out and fucking castration. Just like double <laughs> castration. castration, double castration. <laughs> I fucking love that. That movie holds up so well, man. Absolutely. What was her name in that movie? Lucy. Yeah, Lucy. Lucy in the sky. What the fuck are you talking about? That was fucking fear and loathing in Las Vegas. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Christina Ricci's character in uh, fear and loathing was uh, Lucy. Oh, okay. She's the girl from Montana that that painted all the Barbara Streisand pictures. Anyways, uh, so they tell him he's guilty and that they're going to murder him in six hours. So they are on a rotational shift. Um fucking with him every hour showing him the hourglass they keep turning it over and they're like five more hours four more hours three more hours and you know they're just they're just dragging this shit along for him and finally it gets to the point where it's time to murder him and they got him on the couch and jackson brings his big ass fucking butcher's knife Meat cleaver. Meat cleaver. Yes. Thank you. Which I'm not sure if that's like the norm to have in your home and shit. Unless you're an actual butcher. It's like, well, it's a little much. You have a sauna in your bathroom and you have a fish tank in your living room. That's a coffee table. Oh, yeah. Might as well get the greatest gear you can. Right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So they bring the, the, the knife down on him, but they don't. Kill him. You ready to die, George? You're going to. They make you think they're going to for the longest time. A good fucking 20 seconds where she's like, here it comes. Here yeah. it comes. And to me, the the grocery boy died. I made a note of it. 56 minutes into a movie that's an hour and 25 minutes. There's my so boy, the took- Jewish guy that's very Nazi about the time frame. <laughs> I, I'm not a. I no, love no, you, no, Paul. No, 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 no. I love you, Paul. I was waiting for. This guy does not action. like any of his time wasted. Stop wasting your time with these fucking like wasted time bullshit. You know what it made me think of? It made me think of a Blade in the Dark. Remember that movie? That Italian movie we watched? The one that we didn't even talk of because it was so. The shitty. Bava movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at least. 
in that movie, there were kill scenes every 10 minutes or so. You know what I mean? This one, I you made me wait 56 minutes until somebody died, which I don't mind doing as long as the 55 minutes I, I, I preceding are interesting. And it wasn't until 45 minutes. I, I know great horror movies good. that nobody died in. Hashtag Requiem for a Dream. Oh, man. Would you classify that as horror? It is a horror film. Look at the genre. Um, I remember in college, I it is very fucking terrifying in dude. my film. It, it's class, a very terrifying fucking thing. In my film class, we were talking about different you know, genres of movie, and I asked my professor, "What would you classify this movie as?" He was like, "I never heard of it." I was like, "Dude!" So I let him borrow it, and he came back, and he was like, "Oh my god, what did I watch?" <laughs> He was like, I would that, my friend, that as like is a, a horror film. He called it a hyper tragedy, but I mean, that's a horror. I film. think it's, I think it's both those things. Yeah. That movies. Requiem for a dream made it, uh, made a horror film as out of something that you didn't think was horror, but it just, it, I think that goes back to one of the conversations you and I had about what is classified as horror or what you would classify as horror. And I think you were the one who said unsettling. Uh, anything that seems realistic, right? That like, I, I not necessarily, it's got to just crawl under your skin or maybe and... it was me who said it, but yeah, I don't know. To me, when it's something that can happen, I think, Oh, I think it was because we we're talking about blood hunt. We're like, that is something that can totally fucking happen. So you don't have to have like a creature feature. Was it feature. not a horror film? I I believe it was. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, look, look so, at the bad guys. Nuck, all that. And they, they were all fucking terrifying. So I guess I agree with you when you say Requiem is a horror film. Because that is shit that can yeah, because it shows you the it, well, it shows you the horrors of what happens when you are not in control of your life. Man, that movie's so good. Now I want to go back and watch that shit. It is absolutely one hundred percent, and that falls under the guidelines of Mutant City Horror. So we can even <laughs> do a, a fucking episode on that one. Because why the fuck not? We both like it. Yeah, let's fucking true, do it. True, true. Okay, so they don't kill george and instead they start laughing at him and they're making fun of him and they're like oh we got you going blah 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 and they're like oh we've been here for like two days we should probably take off now a fate worse than death and i'd say they leave and as they're leaving this dude is like on the floor he's crying like he's you know probably so thankful that he didn't die he's broken dude he's broken at this point 100 percent because your 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 wife and your kids are now going to come home and see what happened. Yeah, and there's I mean, no turning back. There's no turning back. Your life is completely changed. Her life is in your head, dude. So so is my dick when I'm jerking <laughs> off. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. That's my Big Lebowski reference. Her life is in oh, your hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Donnie! Over the line! <laughs> Over the line! <laughs> I fucking love that movie, dude. Good movie. So George is on the floor, broken, crying, tr- trying to figure out what's going to happen. 
The girls, all lackadaisical, just fucking run out of the house. And they start running Good down work. the street. Good work. And they're skipping down the street. And there's this weird song playing about, like, how you're... I don't know. It was like the theme song to the opening credits. You don't get too much into... That song is weird as fuck, dude. It was a song that was played throughout the movie, and it's going to be part of this podcast for this episode. <laughs> so they're getting away with it, right? And I'm thinking to myself, like, you dragged me through an hour and 20 minutes of all this bullshit, and you don't kill the guy? That's fucking lame. I thought it was lame. And what made it even worse... Was that they turned the corner, skipping down the street in the middle of the fucking road. Like, out of nowhere, some random fucking van comes jetting around the corner and hits both of them and roll credits. See, I disagree with you. I thought that ending was brilliant. Everything justified. They're about to get away with ruining this guy's life. And la-di-da, let's dance around in the suburbs and shit like that. Yay, we just ruined this guy's life. And some asshole in a fucking... It's not a VW van, but it looks something like it. Comes around the corner at like fucking 80 miles an hour for whatever reason. Broad daylight. In like the suburbs, (laughs) too. It just fucking rolls him. Just fucking boom. And we didn't even see the outcome, right? It was just literally the instant of impact. Roll yep. credits. Yep. Yep. Totally justifiable in my mind. Tomato, tomato, man. You asked me. No, do you ask me? Those two bitches deserved it. <laughs> I'm not saying they didn't. It was just a weird way to end the movie. I would have been disappointed had they not fucking like like had they just fucking gone away with got away with everything they did. Okay, all right. Here, here's the thing. It's subject to opinion. Georgie, he did wrong. He did wrong. He obviously knew that he did wrong, and he also was like, "What the fuck did I do?" What these girls did was like somebody we know, the Joker, right? They just wanted to stir up bullshit. The Joker's not a killer, per se. He's more of a guy that's going to set fire to the world. We talked about this before, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what they did, right? Total psychotics. I like to argue that it is a face, uh, it is a fate worse than death, right? They they are now there to ruin and destroy somebody, but now that somebody has to live to see that. He's left explaining what the fuck happened. That's horrifying because. Your whole world is ruined as you know it. Infidelity, not not to say that it's any different nowadays, but it's more common than uh, than uh, like times of this sort, right? Like like in, in these days, a divorce stuff like that. 
only happens when there's no way else out. You try your hardest to try to maintain what you got when he, especially when you got a family, a wife, blah, blah, blah. Um, you're going to try to fix that no matter what, because nobody wants to be a divorcee. I say that in a very fancy way, as if I'm in fucking France or some shit. Uh, yeah. And for no reason other than you were just like, eh, or, uh, what could they gain from that? What could they gain from that? Just something to laugh about amongst themselves. They were two fucking terrorist women that wanted to ruin somebody's day, especially a person who is a rich guy who never had anything bad happen to him, which this, this is why I like the movie is because uh, to me, it seems like both these women had come from very broken homes, very broken families. I mean, we saw it when that girl was straddling him and saying, no, daddy, you don't do this. She told us a little bit about her past, right? She was mishandled. Right. And I believe that was the case with both these women. They didn't like the fact that people of uh, money and stuff could get away with things. Their actions justifiable in their own minds and stuff, but they are, they are two very sociopathic people who thought they brought uh, justice to their own uh, beliefs and they didn't kill them doesn't make them actually bad people but they are I mean you see the term death game you're expecting it but it's just it was quite the opposite they let him live through his torture which is even more terrifying it's like, oh my god, this guy's left to explain everything. So this guy's life is done, no matter what. And because of those two. So this this is why I think the whole van part is totally justifiable. <laughs> That's where you get, stupid assholes, for <laughs> hop, skipping, and jumping the fucking suburbs and shit, and singing and dancing and shit. And all of a sudden, some guy in a fucking van just like, oh, shit, cut the corner too fast. Boom. <laughs> well, I guess I guess it kind of also by extension, right? It kind of surmises what we just saw. It's a random act of bad luck, just like these two girls showing up at his doorstep. You know what I mean? It just. Yes, sir. No one was expecting yes, it. It just came out of nowhere. That's exactly it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I get it. You've opened my eyes up a little bit. I'll... No, and I, that's not what I intended to do. Well, like, no, I mean, that's, like it's, part, but it's part of what you we do like here, too, right? Is, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. It's part of what we do here, too, right, is we compare and contrast so that, you know, we can see it from different sides. How many times have we said to each other, oh, I didn't see it that way, or I didn't think about that, so... Does it change my feeling on the movie? Yeah, no, exactly. no, it doesn't. I still think it was not as good. I, but I, under, I understand everything you just said and the way that you look at it, and it makes more sense to me. But I don't know. I, I won't go back and give it a second pass, and I'm just going to live with it the way that it is, and that's it. Yeah. Dude, none of these movies, none of these movies that we do on this show, I believe I would give a second 
past that. <laughs> There's very few. I don't know. We man. do the classics. We we no, we do some classics and shit like that, but we do it in favor of the people that know about these movies and stuff like that. And yeah, you know, sometimes they like to hear about their own classics and stuff like true, that. True. True. You know, hashtag reanimators, stuff like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. like fucking go back for a rewatch. Fucking go back from from beyond and do a rewatch. You know, like there are good movies out there. This is definitely not one of those. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. However, okay. this is where we're going to get into, you know, the, and we're, we're reaching the end of the podcast. I, I'll go and say this. Uh, there is another movie that was made in 2015 that we are going to cover on this show um, that f- pretty much follows every bit of formula. Did you watch that trailer, by the way, like I asked you to? No, I did not, but I don't need to because I know why you think it matches up, but keep going. You need to watch the trailer because here's the thing uh, uh, about that is that um, there's almost no difference frame by frame. There's a lot of the same scenes in, in it. Well, the outcome is different. Why don't you tell the kids at home what movie you're talking about? If you're not familiar with Death Game... And you have watched a movie called Knock Knock by Eli Roth, uh, uh, featured uh, Keanu Reeves. And I shit you not, brother, I'm going to say this right now. I've seen Keanu Reeves and everything he's done. And hashtag fucking what's his uh, latest movies? John the fucking Wick. Uh, John, Wick. John Wick movies that have really overspent their welcome. But you know what? You like that over-the-top fucking action? Go for it. Uh, to me, uh, uh, Keanu Reeves' portrayal in Knock Knock was probably one of his best. And he plays the very same person that Georgie is in this movie. An unfortunate soul, has money, fucked his life over because of a fling. So, <clears throat> so I mean... I, okay, this is this is a movie about temptation. It's about seduction and stuff. That's that's where it lies. And what my boy he's explaining is yes, these are things that should not have happened in the first place. Absolutely. But you as a person, when these things happen, are you also quick to say no? You're trying. But do you try so hard? And to me, that's the terrifying aspect of it. It's just like, can somebody push those right buttons to make you forget about everything that you have? Make you willing? Because uh, we see it actually a lot in real life. Do you know why Death Game presents? Don't hate, or why? Don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why Knock Knock resembles uh, Death Game so much? Because it's like literally the same movie? It is the official remake of Death Game. And it's produced oh, by good. Sandra Locke, who plays Jackson from uh, Death Game, who's also in it. It's also produced by uh, I didn't know that. Colleen Camp, who plays um, what was the other name? woman. Donna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's executive, executive produced by Peter Trainer, who directed Death Game. So, oh no shit, a lot of ties into it um, from the old one. So yes, you are not wrong. It is the official remake, 
and it's got lots of callbacks and ties to the original. So there yeah, because some of the scenes are exactly the same. There you go. It's weird. Uh, well, uh, did see, you ever see Malum? I'm glad I didn't look into that. Did you ever see what? Malum? Which is the remake for uh, Last Shift? No, I didn't. Ah, dude. No, I didn't. Malum was good. I actually, I, I, I loved, I loved Last Shift. I, Last Shift, I just kind of loved great. it as it was. Yeah. Uh, Malum, I, I saw the trailer for. Uh, it just looked like it, it literally looks like fucking Last Shift on steroids. Uh, it's a little different, but yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Get, but it's still, bigger, good. It's still get, good. Give me a bigger budget, and then. I, you know, I, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying I don't know. I, I I'm just saying that it should be left alone as it was. I actually I I like the I like the characters and stuff in um, Last Shift. I liked how it was put out there. I liked it as kind of a stout standalone. I don't think it needed a modernized remake of, but you know, it was from the creator of. So yeah, if anyone has any say in it, it's the actual creator. So yeah. Kudos to him. I only for, bring it up because for it's getting the, the yeah. I only bring it up for that reason because um, I think I mentioned it when I did the last shift one. People don't often get the opportunity to come back and redo a piece of their work. You know what I mean? So especially with that one, like, hey, you made last shift. You want to make the remake? And he was like, yeah, sure. Same thing here. Hey, you made Death Game. Do you want to be part of the remaking of it to make sure we do I, justice and shit? Sure. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. And, yeah, and you awesome. know what? I, I'll even bring it up to this. Okay. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, which is always one of my go-to horror films. Very scary to this day. Even if you watch the black and white one, it's a very scary scenario. And it's not the zombies that are scary. Well, it's the situation. It's why are the zombies... Hey, what's up, weirdos? I'm not sure what happened uh, towards the end of the episode. I think we had some uh, system malfunctions, which is why the episode kind of cuts off abruptly. Apologize for that. Going to try to make sure it doesn't happen on the next one. Uh, but thanks for sticking around. Thank you for listening. Um, follow us on Instagram at mutantcityhorror.com. Nope, at mutantcityhorror. Um, or you can check us out um, or email us at mutantcityhorror at gmail.com. See you on the next one. Oh,